Hi, I'm Dr. Pam Peek, and welcome to episode 445 of Her, the podcast where you're going to hear the truth about her mind, her body, her life, and today, her blue zone. Woohoo! Her blue zone? Hmm. Well, we're going to have a terrific show coming up before we begin. Just know that this episode is made possible by our wonderful friends at Solaray Vitamins, S-O-L-A-R-A-Y Vitamins, where you can find your liposomal multivitamin for women because you know you need to fill in all those gaps. You know, most of our days we strive to get in all of those beautiful colors from produce and get in everything we need. And oh, sometimes it works and most of the time it doesn't. <laughs> so we're here to fill in those gaps. And while you're over there at solaray.com, learn about all the other wonderful supplements to be able to support your healthy well-being and what we want you to do is maintain consistency in taking those multivites at the very least. So terribly important. SolarayVitamins.com. And here's your first reminder to, after this episode, rate and review the show. We look forward to hearing from you because your feedback is so important. All right, it's time for her. The podcast. The naked truth about women. Her mind. Her body. Her life. It's all about her. So, Chef Abby Gelman is back again. She's our culinary nutritionist, meaning she has a master's degree in nutrition. She's a registered dietitian and a certified chef all in one beautiful bundle. Chef Abby, you're back again. I'm back. <laughs> well, I can't imagine a better person to talk to than you as we really look at the Blue Zones. And I'm going to do a little intro on what that's all about, all right, so that we understand. And you, of all people, should know because you wrote the Mediterranean Dash Diet Cookbook, Mediterranean Pressure Cooking, Instant Pot Mediterranean Cookbook. Good Lord. You're all about the Mediterranean, and everyone out there is going to understand why that's so important when we're talking about all this stuff. So a while back, a guy whose name is Dan Butner, who's a journalist working with the, the National Geographic, basically was talking to a colleague who had used a blue marker to identify areas in the world where people claim to live or recently lived, they lived longer than average, oftentimes way, way longer than average. These were centenarians, 100-year-olds plus. So what are the blue zones? The first is Okinawa in Japan. Then we have Sardinia in Italy, Nicoya in Costa Rica, Icaria in Greece, and Loma Linda in California with the Seventh-day Adventists. So what do these blue zones really have in common? Well, number one, they sure do have a lot of centenarians. There's absolutely no question. There's something going on in each of these communities, these cultures, that is causing 
this striking longevity. On Netflix, there is a new series. It's a docu-series. I think there's like four episodes in it by Dan Butner again. And he's gone back to each of these different blue zones to be able to see how people are doing today in follow-up of his work, which was published quite some time ago. And just to be able to get an update, because, you know, it's an interesting thing. If you ask yourself a question, would you like to be 100 years old? Immediately, oftentimes people knee-jerk it, and they say, well, sure. And then they they kind of stop for a minute and say, well, only if my quality of health and life is high. I mean, who wants to be 100 and miserable? So when Butner was, you know, going back to the blue zones again, he was really trying to figure out what made them also happy and have such a high quality of life when they were a hundred and more. And boy, did he find some pretty cool commonalities. I'm going to start off with one, and then we're going to go right into the nutrition. One of the most important of all, and I think you would agree because it involves nutrition, is that these people unanimously across the board are connected socially. It doesn't even have to be blood kin. Family, friends, neighbors, communities, they eat together. You have these huge long tables with people just having fun and communing over their incredibly nutrition food even if you lost a spouse or never had one in the first place or a partner, which is very common in Okinawa, the women far outlive the men. Whereas in Sardinia, the men live to old age, just like the women do. So there's something going on there, but the women basically form their own little networks and they eat together. They cook together. They garden together it's a beautiful thing to be able to not be isolated and lonely. So that is a very powerful commonality among all the blue zones. Let's go to the nutrition. Chef Abby, woohoo. So one of the things we notice is that there's none of this wagging your finger at people and saying, oh, in Sardinia, oh my gosh, they ate bread. Can you imagine? And look at the pasta. All right. What is going on over there in Sardinia? So Sardinia is very similar to a traditional European-style Mediterranean diet where they're mostly plant-based, but they have some meat, poultry, seafood a little bit, maybe once or twice a week. They have all those wonderful whole grains, beans, fruits, and veggies. They might be making their own cheese with their own sheep. And they're drinking wine on occasion and, again, working together. A lot of the assuming the vertical, like you like to say, where they're walking and they're active, all of these things. Excellent. And, you know, one of the things I was impressed about when I was watching the series, when they came to Sardinia, everything is done by hand with natural ingredients. 
And so you get so many more minerals and vitamins and essential ingredients in the bread than something you just pull off a shelf, you know, when you go to the grocery store. Right, right. It's homemade. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it's interesting, as Butner went from culture to culture, I feel like they all had the same kitchen. You know, they're all like rolling pins and rolling stones and, and the same, you know, kind of tabletop where they were cooking and making the bread and the rest of it. It all looked so yummy, to say the least. And they were picking plants from their own gardens and from out in the wild. And I thought that that, again, obviously, that's not practical for all of us. But couldn't we do that from the grocery store, Chef Abby? Yeah, of course. I mean, we hit our farmer's market. If you have that local, if you go to the grocery store, hang out in the produce section, a lot of us may have tried our hand at bread baking and things during the pandemic, but it might have fallen by the wayside. So maybe try that out again, you know, when you have some hours on a weekend or something, all of these will be helpful. You know, so many of these cultures also have plant-based. Now, Loma Linda has vegetarian. What do you eat in a vegetarian diet, Chef Abby? So vegetarian allows dairy and honey and eggs. So dairy could be yogurt, it could be milk, it could be cheese. Eggs are obviously very versatile and useful in so many different ways. But then, of course, you have whole grains and legumes and, you know, like beans and lentils. And again, those fruits and veggies, nuts and seeds. All of this is part of a vegetarian lifestyle. I think it was Costa Rica where they had they have beans, corn, and squash. You know, that kind of a combination. I found nuts everywhere. People were into the nuts. No question about it. Legumes, obviously, everywhere. And it was interesting when they were talking to the Italians, Butner specifically asked, what is your favorite tea? Because they had a lot of teas there and stuff. And one of the centenarians just laughed. It was a woman. And she said, wine. <laughs> but their wine is high polyphenol. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, it's it's really interesting. And fava beans. Why are fava beans so good? Oh, fava beans are great. So again, just that plant-based protein, all sorts of vitamins and minerals in there as well. Mm-hmm. And the same thing you know, in terms of specific spices, I found turmeric mm -hmm. to be very common too. Why is that so good? So turmeric has supposedly has a anti-inflammatory capacity and antioxidants in there. And when you pair it with black pepper, that is a nutrition synergy that helps it even become more bioavailable and work better in our bodies. And of course, it adds flavor as well. I love that. That's fantastic. You know, what's interesting is I think a lot of times, I mean, have you heard this where people, you know, say, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to eat that special bread from Sardinia and I'll be, you know, I'll live forever. 
or, you know, I'm just going to, you know, bury myself in fava beans. Right. And there's got to be some magic there. Or I'll just, you know, do nothing but plants. And there's, I hear this all the time. Yeah. Everyone wants that one superfood or that one fix, but it's, uh, I mean, I, I know you and I talk about this all the time. It's a combination of everything. So it's a, you know, you're eating all your fruits and veggies and beans and whole greens, and you're moving your body in a way that feels good to you. And again, that social component, people feeling more lonely. So we obviously want to have a social component where we feel connected to people. This is all important. Yeah. I don't think there's any question about it. So it's a package deal, right? Every single culture has made it work for themselves one way or the other. It's so interesting because of the Seventh-day Adventists, they don't drink alcohol at all, which is interesting. Whereas in Sardinia, it's like a second career. Just kidding. Um, I'm just <laughs> saying that it is you know small amounts and done in social conditions where it enhances the food that you're eating and also, obviously, your conversations and whatever else. What's also interesting with Loma Linda and that Seventh-day Adventist group is that they have a high soy consumption. Now, I think you and I have talked about soy in the past. Is that a healthy thing to be doing? Yeah, absolutely. So soy is a very good source of plant-based protein, and it can be in the form of edamame, for example. So you eat it just like you eat beans or lentils. Or it could be in the form of tofu or tempeh. But all of these are great ways to incorporate really healthy nutrients and plants into our diet. Absolutely. What's also interesting is it also, with their the Seventh-day Adventist plant-based diet, is plant heavy, is that they're getting that volume. And why is that volume so important? So one part of it is you can eat more. So yay, yay. Exactly, right? We all want that. So the food you're eating is more nutrient dense. It's more nutritious, basically. So you get more bang for your buck, essentially, versus having something that is from a fast food restaurant. You have a lot more food that you're able to consume when it's got all of the things we're looking for and that we're talking about, like fiber and nutrients and such. Interesting. That's one of the reasons why if you look at the Okinawans, they tend to garden all the time. And so they're growing their own, as it were. They just go out in their backyard or wherever the garden is and pull what they need and get that volume. And it's much healthier because they grew it themselves. They know the thing is all these cultures know exactly what's going in their mouth. They're cooking. It's a lot of work to a certain degree. You got to think about it ahead of time, but then to another degree, it's not, they just got so used to doing it. I look at what's going on in the blue zones. And I, I think we should all be very blessed by the fact that researchers have spent time looking at the blue zones because it gives us an idea 
of what we can do ourselves. Now, can you and I create Okinawa? It's a little difficult, you know, to do that on a community basis, but is it? Well, as it turns out, Butner is actually going around the United States and he's setting up community-based blue zones. I think that that's the coolest idea on the planet, meaning that you grab a community that's willing to do this. Isn't this the best idea ever? It's like being able to give them guidelines and then to be able to measure outcome like the incidence of obesity declines. The incidence of type 2 diabetes declines when you have people who are in constant motion. So you get more physical activity and you create brand new ecosystems. I think that whole concept is just fabulous. So, you know, Chef Abby, you with your beautiful daughter, Olivia, when you're cooking together and and doing whatever, you have your own ecosystem. Yeah, absolutely. And it is interesting to hear you talk about it that way because we also have, once a week, we have potato night. And it could be sweet potatoes or white potatoes, and we bake, make them whole baked. And then we have a whole bunch of things that go with it. It could be beans and lentils, usually some sort of cheese, and then some sort of vegetable, you know, roasted broccoli or or cauliflower. And that is our vegetarian-based night, but we do that every week, for example. And that's our little tradition or the way that we're kind of eating regularly. There it is with the food, because cooking is king, number one. The other piece is, I know for a natural fact, that you're a runner, you've always taken incredibly good care of yourself, and the same thing goes for Olivia. So you've got that going, and you have social engagement. You're all over the place, and so is your family. And you know you do other things, like you don't smoke, and that's very important. In all these cultures, there's no smoking. Doesn't even exist. And yet, you know, you also maybe have a little bit of wine here and there to enhance what you're eating and that you're also a nutty person. You like nuts. You have a tremendous diversity in your eating. So that's your ecosystem. So I challenge the Her podcast audience out there to develop your own ecosystem. And even like, my goodness, we could start a little movement across the country where we have communities that are organized around a better physical ecosystem. Where are those parks? Where are the bike trails? Where are the hiking trails? Where are the facilities to be able to do more physical activity? You could see this with the Loma Linda people because they spent a lot of time doing that. But also there was a culture in Singapore in the docu-series where Butner basically went to this, I've been to Singapore, it's, it's an amazing place, where the government supports physical activity and they have these physical activity exercise places all throughout the city where people can just jump up on a bar and do all kinds of exercises. They're wholeheartedly encouraged to do that. And that the food that is offered is primarily healthy food, 
which is amazing because you you look at these food courts, Abby, and kind of look like our food courts, but they're much healthier. They really emphasize tasty, healthy food because yes, indeed, healthy food can be tasty. Wipe the shock off your face. So I have hope that we could make some substantial changes here based upon the lessons that we've learned from the the Blue Zones. Interestingly, Butner stated at the end in the last episode that he feels as though the Blue Zones will be gone, the original ones will be gone within a generation. So many of the younger people coming through, now these are like the great, great grandchildren and all the rest of it, have just adopted very modern ways. And my feeling about that is to turn it into something more positive. We will take these lessons and apply them within the context of a modern society. That's why I'm saying the ecosystem thing. How are we plucking any of this? So do you have hope, Chef Abby, for people to pick up these lessons in the nutrition arena? Yeah, absolutely. And generally speaking, I see a lot more interest in food and cooking and eating patterns in Gen Z, which are the the younger people now who are kind of in high school and college and growing up and are going to be the future leaders, right? So that gives me hope too, that a lot of, especially the high school kids that I see with my daughter and her friends, they are all really interested in cooking and food and eat a lot, a lot of different interesting things. It seems to be like a less, what I would call picky generation, maybe. Interesting. I see that in the millennials as well. My niece is one and she just absolutely loves to hop in the kitchen and let it rip. She's a a PhD candidate in engineering at her university. And yet she finds time to cook and to really be mindful of planning meals and having healthy food around. And I think that that's, I mean, I'm just astounded and excited when I see that kind of thing. I absolutely love that. I have that same hope too. At the same time, I'm also realizing, as Butner has stated, that we live in an obesogenic environment. We're not making it easy for people by any means. It's kind of a battle out there. I know I have to fight the same battle. We just have to try to hang out with like-minded people and extend that community and share that level of support to be able to push this and keep it going in a big way. So, oh my gosh, this has been such a great episode. I just love talking about this because, and I was so motivated when I saw the docu-series. I thought, oh, Chef Abby and I are going to have fun with this one. So I want to make sure everyone knows to run over to Chef Abby Gelman. So that's Chef A-B-B-I-E-G-E-L-L-M-A-N.com chefabbygelman.com. And again, her big book is the Mediterranean Dash Diet Cookbook. Ooh, it's the best. And and quite frankly, I kind of really love 
the Mediterranean pressure cooking book and the instant pot Mediterranean because the instant pot spoke to me. It's like, you know, slap it in the pot and forget about it. So please check out everything that Chef Abby has because you're going to learn. She's also got a full video YouTube channel with countless videos. Really, as you enter her kitchen, sometimes Olivia's there and you can actually watch her do her thing. Chef Abby, thank you so much for being on the Herb Podcast once again. Thanks for having me. Okay, everyone, run on over to iTunes, rate and review the show. We want to hear from you, especially moi, because I am Dr. Pam Peek, host of the Herb Podcast. Please follow me on Facebook at Dr. Pam Peek or Twitter and Instagram at Pam Peek MD. And remember to catch every single episode of the Her Podcast on all the platforms, including iTunes, Radio MD, iHeart, Spotify, blah, blah, blah. They're all over the place. Hey, listen, everyone. Thanks for being here with us today. Hope you enjoyed the episode and please stay well.